0: Hello and welcome to Devoted. My name is Tandis Wakona. This podcast is here to serve as an introduction to the sessions we will have together, God willing. It aims to be a supplementary devotional, helping us reflect on our lives and identify the things we need to change in order to be better candidates for the kingdom of heaven. Matthew 18 verses 20 says that where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am also. Let's close our eyes as we invite the Holy Spirit to join us. Our Heavenly Father, help us to set aside time each day to meet with you. As we come before you, Father, help us to learn more about you. Your word says that if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. We thirst more for you. We are nothing without you. We come to you today to drink deeply of your spirit. Draw us close to you that we may dwell in your awesome presence forever. Amen. So for the past couple of days, I've been pondering on the verse found in John 4 verse 24 that says, God is a spirit and those who worship him must do so in spirit and in truth. It really challenged me because I found myself wondering whether I was worshiping God the way that he wanted to be worshipped. Like, was I doing one or the other? Or even worse, neither. Was my worship acceptable to him? Now, for those of you who don't know me, I am an overthinker. I like to understand every detail. I want to know everything up front. And it's funny because this divine calling doesn't leave much room for such anxiety. Um, because we have to go by faith, right? But this was different. This was Coming from an authentic place, I genuinely wanted to know how I could improve my worship, how I could devote myself in the most sincere way. What could I do to elevate it? I had all these questions and no one to answer them. In fact, I was actually scared of asking because I felt like it was something I was supposed to know. And so I had to ask the all knowing. I remember just praying to him asking for him to reveal his truth to me because i wanted to worship him in spirit and in truth and so he needed to tell me what that meant i didn't want anyone else to tell me what they thought it meant i wanted the truth john 17 says sanctify them through your truth your word is true if our worship is to be true it should always be biblical the bible needs to tell me how to do it And so at my big age, as someone who grew up going to church every Sabbath, I prayed and asked God how he wanted me to worship him. Was it just reading the Bible? Was it singing? Or dancing? (laughs) I wanted answers. (laughs) And without fail, God came through for me. When I say he answered me within that week. Like, and I wasn't even looking for it. You know, one thing I can testify about God is that he is always listening and we just need to be in tune to his frequency to be able to hear him speaking. And so to establish the answer that he gave me, I'll only use two passages. The first one found in Revelations chapter 4 and the second one coming from Second Chronicles chapter 29. The first one found in revelations i know this is a book that a lot of you guys steer clear from because of how apocalyptic it is but please just stick with me so in chapter four john goes into great detail describing the throne of god right um i even thought it was fascinating how he describes a rainbow surrounding the throne because it's proof that god remembers his covenant that he made in genesis 9. But let me not digress. Okay, so in verses 9, it says, Whenever the living creatures give glory, honor, and thanks to him who sits on the throne and lives forever, the 24 elders fall down and worship, and they cast their crowns before him. Now, when I read this, two things stood out to me. Um, The first being the living creatures, the cherubim, if you will, the beings that carry God's throne see ezekiel chapter 10 when they lead worship in heaven they do it by giving glory honor and thanks the second thing that stood out to me was how the elders fall down and cast their crowns god is showing us here how it's done in heaven when we pray the lord's prayer we say let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven God was telling me that I can't worship him without giving him glory. I have to proclaim how great he is. He's worthy of it. I can't worship him without giving him honor. I have to revere his presence. And I can't worship him without giving him thanks. Because I need to show gratitude for all he's done for me. And when doing so, I need to bow myself <laughs> in the presence of the Most High and give up my crown. And now we know that God has called us to be kings and priests to Him, right? And we know that anyone who wears a crown is a king, right? And kings generally have kingdoms and so essentially what's going on here is that what the elders are doing is that they are handing over their kingdoms to god they're handing over what they have rule over to god and i thought that was so profound um and that we need to do the same thing we need to give over our kingdoms to god We need to give over our homes and our business and anything really that we own has to be given to him first. You know, Um, the last passage I'd like us to look at is found in Second Chronicles, chapter 29. Okay, so this chapter goes into detail about Hezekiah becoming the king of Judah, the Levites cleansing the temple and Hezekiah rededicating the temple. So Verses 26 to 28 says, So the Levites stood ready with David's instruments and the priests with their trumpets. Hezekiah gave the order to sacrifice the burnt offering on the altar. As the offering began, the singing to the Lord began also, accompanied by trumpets and the instruments of the king of Israel. The whole assembly bowed in worship while the musicians played the trumpets sounded. All this continued until the sacrifice of the burnt offering was completed. Now this element of worship is easy to miss. I used to think that singing worship songs meant that I was worshiping but this passage says the complete opposite. It actually sheds light on the entire process. Okay so we see here that music is not the primary focus of worship it accompanied worship the focus is on the burnt offering or the sacrifice if you will the death of the animal the death of the lamb is what everyone's attention is on the entire ceremony starts and ends when the burnt offering starts and is complete you know um the music is there to assist worship and so we need to be careful of worshipping music instead of worshipping god when we enter the almighty's presence what are we thinking about is it how great the music is how good the music makes us feel how mesmerizing the soloist's voice is when they hit the high notes do we get annoyed when they don't sing our favorite songs if any of these thoughts cross your mind Today is the day you need to change the way you approach worship. Remember how the cherubim lead worship in heaven. When they declare the holiness of God, the elders bow down and worship. Satan was a cherub. See Ezekiel 28 verses 13 to 18 and Isaiah chapter 14. Satan knows exactly how to lead worship. In fact, he's an expert at musical instruments. He can manipulate worship through music there's a fine line between using music to worship music and using music to worship god we don't worship music we worship god god frees us not music we should not allow the music to dictate our worship because then that means something else is in control And that spirit has another agenda because music then becomes something you do to satisfy yourself doing something you enjoy rather than giving glory to God. The enemy has now tricked you into worshipping him and you don't even know the difference. We don't give glory to music. We don't revere music. We don't give thanks to music. That's what Satan did. He had a wonderful opportunity to worship God. And he ended up worshipping himself. He had the opportunity to lift God on the throne. And he decided to set his throne above God's. When you worship, focus on the lamb being slain. Focus on Jesus literally dying on the cross for you. And focus on him conquering death and rising again. Focus on him promising to return to bring you to where he is. Then you can begin to experience true worship. Just to recap, if you want to worship God in spirit and in truth, we have to do it the way that he wants it to be done, as stated in his word. He is our deliverer and so we worship him alone in the way that he has commanded us to. His word shows us what is done in heaven, and so it's our job to do his will here on earth. While we do so, we need to be mindful not to slip into the traps the enemy has set for us. Our focus must always remain on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Dear Jesus, may the Holy Spirit show us the way as we devote ourselves to you once more. In your mighty name, Amen. With that being said, this isn't a journey we are on alone. We have to go through it together. Sometimes we stumble because we don't know, but I encourage you to pray and ask the creator to show you the way. He showed me how to worship him in spirit and in truth, and I couldn't help but share this message. So if this was relevant for you, please help more people get devoted. Like, share, and subscribe. I'd really appreciate you getting the message out there. If you have any suggestions for topics you'd like to be discussed, please feel free to leave a comment. From your host, Tandy, thank you for listening. Stay blessed.